I mean, st- stood shuffle got removed, so. Uh, n- no, random shuffle got removed. No. Random shuffle got removed. Oh, Stood man. shuffles the replacement. You just got owned, my friend. <laughs> You're listening to three <laughs> algorithm experts, clearly one of which is less of an algorithm expert than the other two. <laughs> Boom. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 77, recorded on April 19th, 2022. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host, Bryce, we continue part three of our four-part interview with Ben Dean talking about C++ algorithms. Uh, we should move on to the profiling because Bryce is, uh, I'm fading fast. It's approaching my bedtime. I don't know how you're still alive, given that you exercised more than me today. Uh, I'm wired. I'm wired. I mean, uh, uh, we're talking about birds, combinators. The crash hasn't happened yet. It's coming. It's coming. I mean, you also have a way earlier bedtime than me. You know, I typically go to sleep at like midnight. No, my my bedtime like... has been disrupted the entire winter. Not entirely because of winter, but because of my bring up very the profiling. Make Bryce nice and angry so he stays awake. <laughs> there are things wrong here, Bryce. <laughs> All right. There's no. There's no. There's no error bars, so, you know. <laughs> it's using QuickBench. All right, <laughs> whatever. I, I have, I have, there is no, there is nothing in this graph that tells me anything about the measurement uncertainty. Uh, so I have no idea whether or not I can trust these numbers. Um, so, so first of all, let's do a tiny bit of better job. Uh, the tweet that we are looking at is the first photo that Tyler tweeted out and it's profiling five different solutions, sort, nth element, max element, uh, stood reduce and stood transform reduce. And in order, or would you like to say something now, Bryce? This is like not even a graph. Like, like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> label both axes. <sighs> no, I, I look, 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 Tyler, you've done great work. You've done great work. But here are my notes. <laughs> What's the y-axis? I don't. I think it's a, just a relative measure. Is I don't even think it is necessarily yeah. needs to have all oh, the stuff. Okay, I but, agree. But but, but ha- <laughs> these are notes I think less for Tyler and more for. But if it's a relative, if it's a relative so, measure, then you need to say what it's scaled well, to. Well, as a relative measure, we should say. I mean. So, some things we yeah, can no, say. Yeah, no, wait, wait. This is hundred percent not Tyler's fault. This is this is this whoever is, writes Fred, isn't it? For, I, I don't want to say. I, I feel bad if I'm giving the wrong Fred credit. Tango, about, yeah. But is it Fred? Yeah, Fred, yeah. you're coming so, on the I podcast. Mean, there, <laughs> I have, I have some. There are constraints things. like probably how much computation time Fred wants to pay for for the site to devote to this kind of thing, but. No, 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 this is nothing about Not computation time. time. Like, this is basic <laughs> best practices of statistical uh, performance analysis. Um, okay, all right, Let, let's look at the actual code for, what, for, what's, uh, for what's being done here. Well, so first we should, I mean, for the, for the individual, the listener that is not going to go and look at this. Yeah. From worst to best, uh, the sort is the worst. Eyeballing it, it's about twice as bad as the next. You know, now, the bottom of this graph says lower is faster. And any time that you produce a graph where you have to explain something that should be intuitive, that typically means that 
something has gone wrong. Instead of saying lower is faster, why don't you just change your visualization so that higher is faster, which is the intuitive reading of graphs. Oh, well, actually, look here. <laughs> we, we do have the X and Y axis. They're just not labeled on the X and Y right. axis. It's CPU time. I know. I, yes, I noticed that, but they should have been labeled on the axis. And also, what is CPU time? What is no-op time? <laughs> Okay, what, what can we units? say that's useful here for the listener? One is that um, after the very low numbers, basically all the graphs are linear. Um, and mm -hmm. sort is the outlier in terms of comparing the slopes of the graphs. Sort looks to be about uh, double the slope of the next, the next highest, which is re reduction. But interestingly, there are... There is um, there's a data point at about 4k for all of it, uh, for all of these, but there's not um, there's no data point for 8k for two largest sort, which is the the worst performing one. And I assume that's because like it just took too yeah. long. Actually, I thought now I never looked at that, but now that you say that, nth element is actually the fastest at uh. Is it, or is it just the, the painter's algorithm that's happened to put it in front? Yes. <laughs> it, it looks because, like, at this point, at the one thousand mark, it looks like they're definitely overlapping. Yeah. But on my screen, I can in, see instead a of slight, instead of inferring things from lines, <laughs> why don't you look at numbers? Because numbers don't lie, except for these numbers, because oh, we don't yeah. have I mean, uncertainty bars. So <laughs> uh, you can actually do that. Okay, quick, quick benches. It is pretty cool that it does this like in real time. But what these numbers seem to say on, uh, you know, if we can say anything, is that sort is definitely the slowest uh, in, in in all cases after the very small numbers. And max element, I I assume that's just get run max element, remove the the found, and then run max element again. Yeah, seems to be marginally faster than wait than let, let me rest. see the code for that let's see the code for that for that we'll look at the we'll look at the code in a sec um but so this is this we should note just to to finish this narrative this is for the original original uh solutions that tyler programmed but i responded to this because he was basically asking why is this the results and uh and that maybe you'll have because I, I might be wrong about what I initially posted back to him. You may have quote tweeted. Yeah, so there's two different ones that I ended up doing. So I, I don't know why this is so small. Can I zoom in? Yeah, so I programmed uh, Accumulate, which ended up being slightly faster than the max element. And then I also ended up finding my initial transform reduce which is hard to see here, but it's the purple that's underneath the green. So it's slightly faster than the accumulate. So now that we've said all Wait, that. Wait, why, why, is, why is yours? Okay, uh, let's look at his first and then let's look at yours. The code. I want to see code now. Um, well, I think I included my quick bench. And my quick bench has all of the solutions. Okay, it's right, just that right. it's it's just that the you can only run on the web version four of them at a time, which is why only four. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see. So let me zoom in a tiny bit here because I'm sure this is not super. All right, I want to see his max element one first. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we're doing live code review. 
Yes, we are doing live code review. We are doing live code review indeed. So he's not he's not randomizing the input, right? Um, no, it's just a modulus. Yeah. Mm, um, op- operation. Should probably try. <laughs> Let me tell you from my experience benchmarking Cubs rated stored implementation. You, you want to test with a few different input patterns for anything, any anything, uh, uh, you know, sorting or partial sorting uh, related or any problem of this class. Um, okay, two larger sort. Not surprised. Let, let me see the. I want to see the 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 max element. This is the max element one. He's erasing in the vector. Uh, did we? We didn't ever get unstable. Erased, did we? Yeah. If the thing's not sorted, you might as well swap it with the last element. Or well, well, okay. So, so, so I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't erase. I would just. Uh, I would just change it to not be the largest. That's going to be faster. You don't have to actually remove the element, and move other things. Yeah. Try, try instead. Instead of doing the erase there, try just changing it to. Um, to be zero, and then rerun it. I want to see. I want to see what happens. All right, we're doing <laughs> live coding, which we said we wouldn't do, but <laughs> I believe we have been explicitly requested to not do this anymore. But you know what? It's a coding pod. It's a programming podcast. And let's get rid of, because right now the ones we're profiling are the max element, my accumulate, my transform reduce, and then Tyler's transform reduce. But the Tyler's transform reduce is a lot slower than mine. Because I think it's because he's using a sort. I mean, his... slight, slightly less destructively, if you're worried about that, is just to do an iter swap with the end minus one. And then run your max element on the end minus one, end minus one. Ah, that's very clever. <laughs> an iter swap on the iterate, the largest iterator in what iterator? The prev of the end. Yes, that's very clever. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Oh, yeah, that is nice. That is nice. <laughs> oh boy! If this proves to be the fastest way to do this, it's ridiculous, Max. I mean, a swap is doing a bit more work than just setting it to zero, admittedly, but it's, you know, slightly less destructive. It's a difference of complexity class. Um, uh, and, and these are the, like, this is the same as doing the assignment. All right. This is going to take potentially 30 seconds or 60 seconds okay, to Okay, so profile. then while that's happening, I want to see his transform reduce and understand why it's we uh we made a compilation error, less dear listener. So, is it a swap defined if you pass it the same iterator twice? I do not know the answer to that question. Uh, let's find, <laughs> let's find out. I mean, because if you do that, I guess no matter what it does, it might trash that element because it might do a move assignment to self or something. But not in the case of integers, but um. Getting the second largest element will still work because you'll just do n minus one. Yeah. All right. So let's look at his reduce. So his transform reduce 
Is that actually? I'm gonna zoom out a tiny bit just so you can yeah. see more of this. Is that okay? You can still read what? this. Well, what? 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 <laughs> what? Bryce, I, having problems reading. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I think I, I'm just trying I, to. I think. Why are we so? So that's he did mention in his video. He's not sure if there's a better way to do this. If if we compare it to the way I did it, um, I just used structured bindings and then did actually all of the, you know, cases. Um, Yours in, makes but, more sense. Uh, I, but is, I, but I, I, it is a bit laborious to write out those four different cases. Like, admittedly, no, I actually, doing... I kind of, I'm kind of liking his approach of basically he makes an array with. Um, the left-hand side and the right-hand side, and then he does a sort of that array. So the profiling is done. Sorry to the listener for hopping around, but um, the max element is still slower than both the really. What we need to do is we need we need to compare digits. we need to compare the before and after of the max element. Would you like me to do that? Yeah, correct. That, it's easy. That's easy enough to do. Just copy. Yeah, just copy, I, copy, I copy do have a pasta. feeling that in this case it may not matter much because well, no, it really. I mean, so we'll call this two, and what we had before was vec dot erase largest it, and then. How how large is n? Oh no, n's very. Um, it's ten thousand. I'm worried about the seed sequence in that. We're gonna copy and pasta this, and we're gonna call two there. We're gonna call two here. So two is the original. It's it's like which seven, doesn't make seven, any sense, seven, but um, we're just hacking. Modulo it, so. zero. Can you show me? Can you show me the initialization code again? Yep. So we're running now. Hopefully, I got that right. Um, see some seven, compilers seven, seven. in a second here. Mod oh no! Times the input modulo one thousand. Favorite algorithm, Ben? While you're on the podcast, did we ask you that last time? I'm not sure. Uh, Favorite algorithm. Well, two questions. Favorite algorithm in the standard and then outside the standard as well, if you want. Uh, that's really difficult to answer. Ooh. I, I thought you were going to say the name of your guinea pig. Iota. I honestly thought it was yeah. really... Is that I was going to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, it's a I special place in your heart. Min element. Mm, that's true. Wait, you you have a guinea pig that you gave the name Min Element? Really? Yeah, Min for short. She's the largest of my that's pigs awesome. now. <laughs> she was when we got her, she was <laughs> tiny, and now she's like three times the size. <clears throat> it's a self fulfilling um, prophecy, right there. Let's see. Yeah, I like. Uh, what did I say? I Iota's good. I I like a bunch of them. Partition is good. How is reduce not your answer? How is reduce not my answer? <laughs> Well, for the same reason that, uh, you know, re reduces an algorithmic atom, right? It's not, it's not, I don't Correct, view it as the yep. name of an algorithm at a, at an application level. Sometimes it is, but often it's just the way an algorithm is implemented. Sort of thing. 
There's a there's a question. I mean, not to interject this question that we're already giving you, but is um, what do you think about? Uh oh yeah, we haven't even. I've totally forgot about our heap. Um, the the difference between calling things algorithms and functions. I get a lot of flack sometimes from the array community for calling primitives algorithms. They're like, it's it's a primitive. It's not an algorithm, but like unique is a primitive and partitions a primitive and a bunch of things that we think of as algorithms in C++ are primitives in APL. So they think of it as if it's spellable with a single character and it's a primitive, that's not an algorithm. That's a, that's a tool. That's it. That's a function that you use for building up algorithms. But I don't know. Interested to get your thoughts. I suppose it's just a matter of where your head's at. Uh, you know, I think in C++, we tend to think of algorithms as things that work on sequences. Um, if you view a sequence as a value, if you're, if you're working in an array language, then a, an array is a value to you. And so I can see how it'd be normal to think of what we think of as algorithms as functions. Interesting. It's context dependent, basically. Is what well, you're saying, at least but... I, that seems plausible. <laughs> I'm not trying to say this is I'm how somewhat, people think. But I'm this somewhat is potentially. I'm somewhat concerned about um, uh, the initialization sequence that he's using because one of the the this like this sequence of modulos that he's doing. Um, the 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 ma the maximum that any of these values is going to get is going to be ten thousand, um, uh, because he's moduloing by it, and using this initialization sequence, regardless of of input size, um, like the sixtieth element or so, um, of this sequence is almost always going to be one of the the answers. Um, while, while we're live coding, we should probably change this to, you know, to, to use, well, uh, right, right. Uh, uh, we're not going to implement Mersane Twister. Um, you can include random. Uh, I mean, if you spell it out for me, maybe I'll type it, but, um, just while, <laughs> well, before we do that, so we have gotten back the results for our two different max element solutions and, uh, definitely the max element that does an iter swap uh, with the last element and then does a max element up until this uh, um, up until the second last element inclusive is slower is faster yeah. sorry in yeah. all cases than the original one um, and actually interestingly um, ma that max element so previously it went max element that was doing the erase then the transform reduce that I implemented and then the accumulate that I implemented and accumulate that I implemented is the fastest by far, or I shouldn't say by far in all cases. Um, but now the max element that does the inner swap uh, is actually basic. I won't say faster. It's, it's slightly faster and slight, slightly slower. So we'll just call it the same as the, my, uh, the transform reduce that I wrote. So interesting. Um, and while, before we go and change the data here, one of the things that I had said to, I actually don't need to bring up the tweet that I had said to Tyler initially when he, when he was seeing that transform reduce was slower is that he had done all that building up of the operators for the function objects and had the four overloads. And I said, uh, without calling, you know, std reduce with the execution policy so that it's in parallel, you're sort of doing all that work for nothing. Um, but like, 
One, if you call std reduce with a non-commutative um, and associative operator, but don't pass an execution policy, it's it's still like broken, correct? You always have to do that? Is that the case? Or is the non-execution policy version, you can think of it as like a fold left? I think it's still broken because I think commutativity is required for vectorization, I believe, even without the I wasn't... parallelism. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention because I was writing the initialization code. <laughs> um, that's what I thought, Ben. The question, Bryce, um, was... So, so, you so the question the is, question? Um, Reduce has a few overloads. There's the execution policy, parallelizable one. There's one without execution policy. Um, does the commutative constraint apply to both or only to the parallel ones? And uh, I think it's yes, both. It, it, it applies to the non-parallel ones. And if you look at how it's implemented in um, in GCC's standard library, they actually take advantage of this of the fact that they know that it's non non commutative to make it a, to to do a few fewer operations. Um, uh, that basically, like each each pass of the loop, they'll do like two two reductions and then they'll add them together. Um, uh, and so it will actually break. Um, uh, essentially, it's a little bit of like you know, loop on manual loop unrolling. Um, uh, and it's a good optimization, I think. Um, wait, so you said, you said it because it's non-commutative, but I think you meant commutative. Yeah, correct? yeah, yes. That, that's, that's what I meant. Um, but what I meant really was it will break for, for things that are non-commutative. Connor, I sent you the initialization or a snippet of, of how it's very easy to, to like, to, to do this initialization using like std shuffle. It's like super easy to, to like it's one line. I mean stood shuffle got removed, uh, so no, uh, no random uh, shuffle got removed. Uh, no. Random shuffle got removed. Oh stood man. shuffle's the replacement. That's you what happens. Owned, you're listening <laughs> you're listening to three algorithm experts, clearly one of which is less of an algorithm expert than the other two. <laughs> At least when it comes Ooh. to the, the topic of the All shuffle. Right, go, go to Twitter, I sent you the code. Just wait, let's let's finish this topic though, because I what I told Tyler is that basically all of that work of like building up that function object, if not parallelizing it, is sort of a waste. But like that's totally wrong. Because you need to do that no matter what. Otherwise yeah. it's broken. And what, what, it shouldn't what, really be the case that that is slowing down the like would you or so here's the question. Because what we're staring at right now is a std accumulate that's faster than a transform reduce. So if you aren't using parallelization, is it the case? that stood accumulate a left fold or fold left is going to be in many times faster when you when you don't have a simple associative binary commutative and associative binary operation like plus because then you have to go and build up a function object so like is it that really you should only be reaching for std reduced if you are able to parallelize it otherwise you're just going to be slowing your code down is that like a universally true no, thing no 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 i mean in uh, std reduce like if you have an operation that's commutative and associative, you should be using std reduce because your implementation can take advantage of it. Here's what I'm, I'm showing you what um, uh, GCC's standard library std reduce does here. And inside of the while loop that it does, so it, it does the, the while loop, um, uh, it does one while loop where it does... Um, uh, four elements in each uh, uh, iteration, so sort of vectorized, if you will, and then it has a finalized a finalization loop that takes care of any remainder. 
And so it does, um, within each iteration of this, this loop that does four elements, it does a, it does the binary op on, um, uh, zero, the zeroth and one element. Then it does the binary op on the second and third element. And then it does a binary op on those two intermediate results here. And so this, this one does some loop unrolling and two, it saves you some operations. And it gives you some vectorization potential. I don't think this is requiring commutativity, though, from what I'm reading here. It's requiring associativity. Yes, yes. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but an but but this is just one example of how yeah. an implementation could optimize this. Another way that an implementation could optimize this would be to do vectorization inside this loop, and and that would. Um, uh, require the commutativity, but th this was this was just this was just for this is just a demonstration of one such optimization that this allows, and that's actually done in 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 the wild. There's other, you know, you could also use that information to do the the vectorization. Well, well, eh, you you, if you're really being standards conforming, you couldn't like. Always like like say like like hey we'll always vectorize this loop, um, but you could give a hint to the compiler um, uh, because because to actually do the vectorization requires some additional C plus plus standard um, uh, blessing, um, but it, but an implementation could choose to do these like to to do it doesn't have to have to do these in like the order here it could choose choose to do a binary op on first on the, the zero with element in the third element and then the first element and the second element, if it so chose. I mean, yeah. not that there's like a particularly good reason to do that, but you could do it if you wanted so, to. So, I mean, it's what I'm sort of thinking here is that um, if you have just an array of floats um, with this implementation, like accumulate could well give a different answer to reduce. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. And actually, I think one of the reasons why, so I, I'm sure that the GCC implementation did this because it gives, you know, some performance benefit and fewer evaluations. But another good reason to do this is that it it breaks the code of anybody that, it, yeah. that makes the wrong assumptions about reduce, which is a nice, <laughs> a nice thing. Um, uh, okay. All right, Connor, put in my initialization code. Let's rerun this thing. We'll do that in three minutes. Uh, so the question is then, Wait, why maybe it's minutes? not e because it's going to take three minutes to answer the question I'm about to ask. Um. <laughs> uh, my favorite algorithm not in the standard. Oh, yeah. So there Let's are a couple of six minutes on the clock. Candidates. One is hyperloglog. Oh, great one. Yeah. Uh, there's someone from Facebook that has uh, yeah. a, a talk about Nicholas four different algorithms, and that's one of them. Fantastic algorithms and where to find them. Um, CPCon 2017, yep. I think. Can you re-say what the name log. was? Hyperloglog. Hyperloglog. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm not so I'm It's not a probabilistic algorithm, right? The, the sort of poster child use case for it is counting unique logins, right? So you run a website, you have billions of logins over the course of a month. You want to know how many of them are unique. Hyperloglog allows you to estimate this in a probabilistic way. And like many probabilistic algorithms, um, it has the characteristic that you can spend either computation power or memory to constrain and bound the error on your result. Um, and the way it basically works 
is the intuition for it is that you're going to take each username and hash it and and conceptually you're going to hash it a few different ways um uh, and it's unlikely uh, you're going to assume that all of these hash functions are ideal so it's uh, it let's say you log in bryce and connor logs in and under one of these hash functions your usernames collide but it's unlikely they'll collide under all of them right this is one of the intuitions behind um kind of probabilistic counting you're using hashing to get that bounded space and you're using um there are there are the way it works is actually by using the hash as sort of a bit string and um one of the insights is that um if i'm if i'm just seeing random numbers go by i.e ideal hashes um when i've seen the odds that i will have seen a number ending in n zeros is correlated with the fact that i have seen two to the n numbers right so if i've seen two numbers only odds are one of them will have ended with a zero if i've seen four numbers the odds are higher that one of them will have ended with two zeros right if i've seen eight numbers the odds are higher that one that will end with three zeros and so you keep track of effectively the longest string of trailing zeros that you've seen and this allows you to recover an estimate for the total number of logins that you've seen a unique logins this is you know i'm i'm simplifying greatly but that's the intuition a uh, yeah a lot of that that reminds me a lot of uh quantum computing uh techniques for solving uh, uh uniqueness uh counting yeah yeah it's related to things like bloom filters um there's a similar algorithm called count min sketch, um, which allows you not only to sort of count the number of things you've seen, but also um, re remove things from from the set of things you've seen if you haven't, because uh, underneath the hood, it's uh, it's keeping effectively several hash tables. Um, and all of these functions. So there's a, another great talk I should. Um, I want to plug, which is, I think, from Strange Loop 2013. It's called Add All the Things. Uh, and it's by, oh, his first name's Avi, I think. I can't remember his last name. Avi Brandt. Can't that you already have it in your list of talks <laughs> in your spreadsheet. Probably. I'm almost positive you recommended this talk and i watched it but unfortunately i lost we're looking at portfolio of words which long-time listeners will know is the spreadsheet that yeah. uh, uh basically tracks connor's entire life it's it's weird i mean um so i i don't have it in the list but i recently realized that a talk that i watched um... there's a tab called witticisms <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean i mean he used to be an actor and so I would write down things wait, that are wait, like good. Wait, wait, whoa, take a step back. Repeat what you just said. I used to be an actor, professional actor in my youth. Child uh, So What? You know this. You know this about me. No, I do not. Yeah, you said we got to talk about it at some point. And then <laughs> oh we never my did. God. Were you in things? 
Uh, I mean, it was it was it was professional local theater, so uh, it was not Broadway or anything. Um, we do it like to people talk pay, about this people more. paid to come and see me. Um, I was in a play called Lost in Yonkers, which um, was a um, t- was a movie. It's Connor, I my mind is blown. How did I not know this about you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, is that uh, I, when I would read things in books like uh, flexibility of thought or palpable falsity or a jocular remark, I like to write them down and then, because they sound, they, they roll off the tongue. Uh, that's what witticisms. Add all the things is, is a talk that um, kindled my love of monoids. And in it, Avi Bryant talks about, um, uh, he talks about statistical, a statistical framework um, for doing probabilistic things, it, it, among other things. Um, and one of the points of the talk is that all of these things are monoids. Um, Hyperloglog. In other words, having a monoid is one of the keys to being able to distribute the computation. Right? You can calculate, you can, you can split your logins, load balance your logins, and on each separate machine, you can run this hyperloglog algorithm, and then you can combine the resulting uh, data structures because they are monoidal. And you can get the same result as if it had been just one machine. I'm almost positive you told me about this talk at the same time you told me about... Um, yes. Is it yeah, called Algebird? Um, Twitter's... Statistics um, framework. Algebird. More birds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm positive I watched it. I just clearly didn't update my spreadsheet. Um, yeah, more birds. Birds are everywhere. We should probably um, start wrapping up because Royce is getting tired. But I want to see what happens when we when we uh, when we use a proper pseudo random number sequence. Connor and I have to get it in all the algorithm content by the end of the the quick bench content because the quick bench content is keeping Bryce awake. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and have a great day.